uh, Damage Thrones. And uh, again, I ask you to keep praying because uh, I just want to make sure we get all the God has for us. You know, we just don't want to get. All right, so 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 we have some rules of engagement. So I'm gonna make sure I remind you of of last week. Uh, listen today like you've never listened before. So so be locked in, be attentive. Um, take notes to help you stay focused. Sometimes you can get distracted, so make sure you take notes that keeps you focused. Um, uh, make sure you get the CD or download or listen to the, the service on the website or SoundCloud. You know, just go to the website. You can listen to it on the website, or you can. If you got SoundCloud, listen to SoundCloud. If you got iTunes, you can listen to iTunes. You got Stitcher, you can listen to Stitcher. Uh, like a thousand other different ways you can listen to it but make sure you listen to it and you know um because sometimes you miss stuff and sometimes that pastor be going too fast you know but you you can catch it i did it now i was obedient i don't know how many y'all was obedient to uh listening to it at least seven times so you gotta listen to this at least seven times this week uh me and pastor mel pastor mel funny she's she's a competitor y'all listen don't compete. Don't get into nothing that may slightly look like a competition. She's like, well, I'm at six times already. How many times you listen to it? Like, so, but that keeps, you know, that keeps us accountable. She ain't, she ain't, but she be having a little, little edge to her, you know. Uh, I think this, this is my last time, you know. Um, but, you know, praise God, you know, we're not above. So we had to, we did it too. Uh, and then uh, search the scriptures. So you write down the scriptures. So search the scriptures to see if it's so. You know, just don't just take the pastor's word for it. Um, you know, sometimes you know, like we we were talking to you last week. Sometimes we glance over some of the stuff that we we're talking about because everybody. So uh, not everybody. People can be sensitive, um, but uh, sensitivity ain't got nothing to do with being obedient. You gotta be obedient, ain't that right, Stella? Right. So. Uh, all right, so let's just get into this word. Uh, <laughs> whoo, uh, I saw them outside. They was like, we expecting it. Jumping around outside. I was like, what's going on? Well, we expecting it. Uh, we're, 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 uh, Tanya went out there for something. She's like, uh, we got our running shoes on. Like, I was like, I said, so I'm looking at the shoes. Like, so it was all fired up. Stella, Stella was at the door. So they're greeting, right? She had the door waiting for the Holy Spirit. She was like, I'm just waiting for the Holy Spirit and the angels to come through. I'm, I'm here to greet them. Just that, but you got to have that type of expression when you come to, expecting, expectation when you come to church. Like, you just can't be, you know, just casual. You here, you got to soak it all up. <laughs> all right, so let's, uh, so we talk, we've been talking about damaged thrones and we said, uh, uh, a damaged throne is a faulty throne, and a faulty throne is one that has a built-in weakness. And I, you know, it's like oh, I heard that the week before. Just keep, stay focused. Don't listen like like this is the first time you heard this. Um, and we said, you know, a lot of times that built-in weakness is fear. So a lot of times as we're building relationships, the relationships are falling, dreams are falling, uh, businesses are falling because it has a built-in weakness, fear. You know, it doesn't, you know, and, and see, you know it has a built-in weakness is God, is if God's not involved. If you're looking over your shoulder, if you're worried about something, you, you, you ever wake up, I was telling my wife, we were talking uh, this morning, leaving the gym, about uh, how different people process stuff. She was saying something. She, oh, she asked me a question, uh, and it was like, it was based on the game. Like, we went to the game. That was Friday, right? Friday night. She was asking, saying something about the game. 
So I'm driving, and she says, well, no, I only asked you that because I was thinking about something for Venetia, and then that made me think about this, and then that made me think about that. I said, babe, I wasn't even thinking about all that. You, just, you asked me the question. I was just... I was thinking through the question only. She said, that's the difference between you guys and us. Like, I was thinking about all these different things. I said, yeah, so we, you know, there's a kickboxing gym next to where we work out. So I said, you're thinking about how they still open? Uh, you know, like, yeah, I said, all that stuff. I said, we ain't even on all that. And she says, yeah, we just, we, we think about a lot of things. She says, well, that's why, you know, sometimes a female may be tempted to be more depressed because she got a lot to worry about. You know, it's just a whole lot of things to worry about. And I was saying, I said, you know, I said, well, you know, you know, uh, you know, the, the guy to just be weighed down with that big thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but whether it's the big thing or whether it's a, a bunch of little things, man, try this. Let's have a day where we're thinking the best, right? Not worst case scenarios. How about thinking the best, right? Just you, uh, how about just for the day? We're just going to think the best, right? Um, and because that, that, that involves God. A lot of times we're not involved with God because we worry, you know, worst case scenario. I, I wonder if this is going to happen. I hope this don't happen, this, that, and the other. So we get kind of desperate. And so we said one of the fear, what fear opens us up to is making us susceptible to the curse. So, that's, so, so, so if we were building something, if it's built, the foundation is, is it's built on a curse, like it's, it's, it's just inevitable it's going to fall. I saw this, uh, uh, this, uh, I was at the gym and, uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, checking to see if, uh, Siobhan posted the video for the day. And so somebody had put a caption and I, what caught my attention, it was a church. It was, it was this huge, it was a cliff and it was a church, but a small piece of the church, a tiny piece of the church was, 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 was on the edge of the cliff, but the whole rest of the church was out there like in space. And it was saying, basically, it was representing building a church with no foundation. <laughs> so we, we could replace the church with your relationship, with your marriage, with your business, you know, with, with your dreams. You know, is it on a solid foundation or is, this, is, or is it no foundation? Is it sitting on a curse? Just waiting for a storm or a circumstance to cave it in. All right, so so stay with us. All right, so we 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 said Deuteronomy thirty. Let's go to Deuteronomy thirty. And so, if it, if I'm going too fast, at least write the scripture down, and you can go uh, reference it for yourself. Right? Maybe write the scripture down and write down the thought or the, you know, I'm a crystallized quote guy. So just write down the thought behind it, and then you can go research it for yourself to see if that's what that means. So, so it's not like, man, get out of here. This is not Pastor Keith's opinion. Uh, as I said when I first met my wife, oh, don't take my word for it, it's in the book, <laughs> right? It's in the book, all right? So, you know, depending on how you reference the book. So 30, uh, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. He says, I call to heaven I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. So you say, we, we can record this. We can write this down. I'm so confident in what I'm about to say right now. You can have it uh, archived, right? He says, uh, that I have set before you life and death. So I've given you options. You can choose life and death. It says blessing and cursing. It's therefore, it says, therefore, choose life that both thou, look, look, 
and thy seed may live. So, so, so write somewhere in your notes, thy seed may live. Thou and thy seed, we were talking about this in Master Life, how our life is not just about us, right? So Terrence, your life is not just about you. It's it, what you do now assists Tatum living, right? Thou and thy seed may live. Like, even when you're not here no more, you know you still live through your seed. But if, you, if, if there's no seed out there, you gone, you over, you done. You're forgotten about right at the funeral. That's it. Ain't nobody talking about you. There's, there's stuff that people have put in this earth that's still living. Thomas Edison. The light, light brother, we still using them. We still talking about that guy, <laughs> right? So thou and they see me live. But look, it said, I said before you, life and death. So it's saying you, you can choose. Whatever choice you make is going to determine which one you participate in. Right? Then it says blessing and cursing. Whatever choice you make is going to determine if the curse on your life or is a blessing on your life. Like you can't get a, you See, some of us say, well, no, I'm just neutral. And we already talked about that. If you're neutral, you're choosing a curse. Just like if you do nothing right now, you're choosing gravity. You have to do something to be beyond gravity. You have to do something to exact the blessing, okay? So we talked about that last week, so or I don't have to get deep, deep, deep into that. Let's go to John 10.10. 10. So there's, there's a cursing, right? But he's saying, look, there's life or death. He said, choose life. He just gave us a hint. He said, if I was you, I would choose life. So John 10.10. 10. Let's run over there. We're going to read a few scriptures. John 10.10. 10. Uh, it says, the thief cometh, right? Now, now again, we talked about this last week, but we know the thief is Satan, right? So the thief, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. And I know this is King James Version, but he's saying the thief only knows how to want to do one thing, Terrence, steal, kill, and destroy. So you can, like, the thief could be nice to you, but he only, but he, what's his... His goal is still kill and destroy. He don't not do nothing else. So you could befriend him. You could say, you know what? Man, God tripping. He ain't come through my blessing ahead of time. Man, I'm about to be on your team, man. I'm with you. He's like, man, yo, he about to still kill and destroy all them folk. No, he getting you too. You on the team, he get because he don't know nothing else. You know, the story of the person that there's a snake dying, and frozen in the water, is frozen, is icy day, it's frozen. Dying. Person took the snake, brought the snake in the house, put it by the uh, fireplace, fed the snake, made sure the snake got to health. As soon as the snake got healthy, it bit the person. Man, come on, man. I took care of you. Well, you knew I was a snake when you brought me in the house. That's kind of what I do. Like, what I do is not dependent on how, how good you treat me. So that's, the, that's Satan, right? Steal, kill, and destroy, right? Steal. And, and we know. Uh, you know, all those things are attached to the curse. Poverty, sickness, and death. Right? Right? So he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to steal your wealth, trying to destroy your health, and he's trying to take your life. Right? Steal, kill, and destroy. It's all attached to the curse. Poverty, sickness, and death. First John 2. Poverty, sickness, and death. Right? There's, there's a, same category. You can look at it any old type of way you want, but he's using the same tricks. Well, why change them? They've been working for years. Right? All right, so we know we under the curse, 
if we're dealing with poverty, sickness, and death, right? We know we're under the curse. We can, we can go, nah, I, you, know, I, you, know, we, you know how you tell yourself, no, this is not a curse. No, see, it doesn't mean you're, you're trying to be cursed. It doesn't mean you're trying to be evil. You just haven't chose what it takes to for exact the blessing, right? So you don't have to necessarily be, we be in denial. It can't be the curse. It can't be the curse. It can't be the curse. You can keep saying that till you turn blue in the face. The curse is the curse is the curse. Poverty, sickness, and death, right? You got that? Poverty. See, again, notice it's not just your money. It's your health. You have all the money in the world. I know people with all the money in the world, they can't heal their bodies or their family members, right? It takes the blessing for that, right? You have all the money. People with billions of dollars die prematurely, right? That can't protect you, right? All right, so good, good, good. All right, so John 10, 10. Uh, 1 Peter 5. Let's go to 1 Peter 5. Because I want you to, to study this stuff out for yourself so it's in you. So, because the Lord showed me, I, you know, I repented last week, you know, because I probably should be teaching on stuff like this more. Um, and, I, and, and, and I know it's easier to receive because everybody knows us, knows our character, knows our integrity. So, so people can receive better once they've developed a relationship with you. You know what I'm saying? So they're, oh, okay. You know, they know everybody knows there's no ulterior motive. But but uh what really prompted me to like don't play around with this is watching people getting devoured. Which we'll talk about here when we get to Malachi three. Just I just watching folk devour. I was like, Well, I know what causes the devour. <laughs> like I like I can't I can't make up stuff, Mr. Sammy. I know what it causes it. See, see, again, one, I'm not saying the person saying, I just want to be devoured and cursed. No, I'm saying if, if people don't understand, you know, the, the scripture says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He didn't say sinners. He says, my people, they perish for lack of knowledge. Right? So, so it's like, I don't understand. That's, that's one of God's children. How's that happen? Because they don't know. Right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. All right, so 1 Peter 5. Uh, let's see. And we'll do, uh, we'll do, uh, we'll do verse 8, just for the sake of time. I can read all that, but we'll do verse 8. It says, be sober, clear thinking, diligent, diligent, locked in, because, like, so saying, like, don't be just casual. We talked about this this morning. It says, be locked in, man. Pay attention. Don't just be, you know, do 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 do. Yeah, no, no, we ain't rolling like that. Be sober, clear-minded. Don't allow nothing like the dude who told me you drank, drank wild turkey, and I'm putting this on tape, so when you see it, you know I was talking about you, right? You're like, like that's not sober-minded. You're risking, listen, your life is based on degrees, man. Intricate degrees. So people be, people predicate whether they're going to smoke, drink, or, or get in the lust based on, am I hurting anybody, right? Because that's the line. I'm not hurting nobody. Yes, you are. One, you're not clear-minded. You can be off. If you're not clear-minded, if you have blind spots, you can be off by a degree. If you are a pilot, you can end up in enemy territory, get shot down. On one degree, one number wrong. JFK flew his plane into the ground on death perception. Just a degree off. 
in perception. He was supposed to be doing instrument flight reading because of the weather. That's you trust your instruments. Trust your instrument, right? But he wanted to do visual flight reading. I'm going to trust my own eyes. Died trusting his own eyes. All you got to do is be off by a little bit, man. How many of us been in accidents? We drive. I mean, okay, let me say it this way. Because how many accidents have been your fault? Get them hands up. See, that's what I'm saying. So we can be off. Now, in our particular case, we're still living. You know, people have lost their life by making the same decision we made that day when we caused the accident. The same decision I made, I was off by a slight degree when I decided to be a little bit too fast hitting that turn, coming, coming up, just getting on the highway and start spinning into that rail. This people has lost their life. Just, just I'm, I'm going, I'm in upstate New York, I'm going 65 in a 35. Hit that, I forgot that we had a turn that you're supposed to slow down. Well, you know, I was off just a little degree. I normally timed it just right, but that day I didn't. Ended up spinning on the freeway. I'm on the other side of the road, just 360. If a car was coming, I'm gone. But grace of God, I'm still, I'm still here. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what happened to him. He was such a nice person. Yeah, but we nice people. When, when, when I caused the accident, I, was a, I, I, still, I wasn't a bad, evil person. I was off. I wasn't sober, all right? So look, look, look. All right, so just, just uh, where we at? Eight. Uh, be sober, vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, as, he ain't a roaring lion, fronting, walketh about seeking what? Whom he may devour. So we know poverty, sickness, and death is his tools, but his goal is to devour you, right? We got that so far? That's his goal. He don't know nothing else. Let's go to Luke 22. Come on, come on, because we got to read a few scriptures here before we get into what we're talking about so you can go search the scriptures and see if it's so, like it says in Acts, right? You ain't taking the, the pastor's word for it. Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan, who? Satan has desired to have you. Why does he want to have you? That he may sift you as wheat. He says, but I pray that for thee that thy faith, not your fear, your faith fails not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Right? So he, what he's saying is Satan is designed. Come on. I mean I, I mean, I know I'm from the city in New Jersey, but a lot of people here are actually from here. So you understand sifting wheat. You're breaking it down to, its, to almost nothing. You're grinding that thing. He, he wants to break us down like this. Not just us, he wants to break our faith down. Look, he says, I'm praying that your faith fails not. That he doesn't break your faith down. Because if your faith is broken down, you what? You're in fear. Right? You don't believe. Worst case scenarios. Giving up. It's over. I done made a mistake and it's over. 20-something years old. Like 30-something years older than you. You sitting there talking about, you. it's over. Are you serious? Even if you got a 10-year a, a plan, you're still 20 years younger than me. 
Ooh, we up there, babe. All right, so, <laughs> you know, you start dealing with the reality of this thing, you know. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was looking at, where's where she at? I was looking at Janae. She's going to the game. We was all going to the game. So they, I guess they was going to see North Mac. They was going to North Mac side, which they blew out. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> my bad. I forgot. One of the players are here. But, <laughs> but uh, so, I, yeah, I apologize, Janae. But, but I'm going to be honest with you right now, right? So he said that she was going on that side because she had a friend. I was like, how she got a friend at high school? She ain't even in high school yet. Duh, she is in high school. But she looked like so, yeah, she looked so young, you know. And then I said, babe, we old. <laughs> high, schools look, high school kids look like babies to us now. We really up there. Anyway, uh, that's a distraction, man. My bad. My bad. But I just, something I was thinking about. I right, seek him whom we may devour, trying to sift you as wheat, right? Now, he's trying to break you down. So he's trying to add the curse to your life, right? But God wants us to live in the blessing, right? Not to curse, but to live in the blessing. He says, choose the blessing, right? So let's go to Galatians 3. Galatians 3. Just trying to set this up for you. Set a little foundation for us to build upon, right? Come on, Keith. You read the Bible all the time. Where's Galatians? All right, Galatians 3. And we're going to read 13 and 14. It says, uh, Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. So, 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 the curse is saying this. If there's a payment for sin, uh, uh, Romans 6, 23. Wages of sin, it says, but it's a payment. Sin, and guess what? Sin, you get paid for sin. <laughs> like, you don't have to work for free. Satan says, no, 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 listen. Listen, man, you, you know how you're trying to you volunteer. You, some of us are sin volunteers. But Satan is so, so caring about you. He says, no, I'm going to pay you for it. No, 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 no. No, you don't have to do that for free. I'll pay you for it. He says, and, and his currency is death. The wages, the payment for sin is death. That's the payment, right? But so Christ paid the payment. That's what redemption means. I pay the price. I died so you wouldn't have to. So we're supposed to be living a life that shows appreciation for someone paying the payment that we deserve. Does our life reflect the death that was given for it? Or the life that was given for it, right? You got me so far? So it says, uh, uh, so, so 3.13, right? It says, so Christ has redeemed us, paid the price, uh, us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. It says, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, right? Verse 14, look, now why did he pay this price? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. So we attach our faith. Obviously, Christ is not up here on the cross. Right? We're attaching our faith to what he already did on the cross. Right? That's what the scripture just said. Now, this blessing of Abraham that we're supposed to be getting, that's supposed to what? Override the curse. Right? Let's go to Genesis 12. All right? Genesis 12. All right, come on. We got, got, got to pick it up. Can't be all day here. Genesis 12. 
And I know a lot of times I just run through and quote these things, but I want you to have them, read them. I want them in, uh, engraved in your heart so you're not playing off of a cursed life, but a blessed life. All right, so it says now, so this is the blessing that he's talking about, Genesis 12, 1. It says, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, get thee out from thy country and from thy kindreds, get away from familiar and from thy father's house unto a land which I will show thee. It says, and I will make thee, now he had to be obedient first. He says, I will make of thee a great nation, a great people. I will bless thee, make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. It says, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. In thee shall all the families, how many families? All the families of the earth be what? Blessed. Right? So, so Abraham departed and did what God told him to do, right? So this, this same blessing is supposed to be on us. Those that bless us, God will bless. Those that curse us, God will curse. If you're paying attention, it'd be happening in some of our lives. <laughs> like, I would leave me alone if I was you, right? Right? You got, you got me so far, right? Now, this is, this is what's trying to be uh, sent to us. Now, now, I just want you to see one of the results. Now, this is Genesis 12. When God said this, look at Genesis 13, verse 2. It says that Abraham was what? Very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. So that was a part of his blessing, right? That was a part of his blessing. But the blessing, if, if the curse is poverty, sickness, and death, the blessing is wealth, right? Health, right? And eternal life, right? Does that make sense? I mean, I mean, that, we don't, that don't have to be rocket science to figure that one out. All right. All right. So, and then let's go over here to 14. See, because this is the thing. God can, so the devil can try to give you the curse, right? But it's on us if we're going to extend that curse from its impact to our future, depending on the choice we make. So we sit here just keep magnifying the curse. Oh, woe is me. There's nothing I can do. You know, uh, uh, Scripture says the thing that I, uh, Job said, the thing that I greatly feared has came upon me. Job 325. Greatly focused on the worst case scenario. And I brought it into existence. Right? Instead of greatly faith, he greatly feared. Right? Job 325. Right? So same thing with the blessing. If, the, if God put the blessing on you, put it this way. The blessing itself is eternal, but that don't mean you'll eternally have it. You have to do stuff to maintain the blessing. Just like, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I'll do this on my own. I don't need no help. Help doesn't facilitate your greatness. You do that. I just remember my uncle got me a job as a housing inspector, code enforcement officer. I had to do the job. I was the dude. I made sure my area was the most, the best inspected in the South Ward. I did that. You can get me on the team, but I gotta play, right? Right? So, 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 that, so stop all that, I gotta do this on my own. Well, well, how's it working for you? God set things up where we all need each other, right? But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So the blessing can come on you, but it's our job to extend it. For example, in the beginning, God gave, he planted them, and he's planted them a garden, he gave them everything they needed. So he told them, he said, had dominion, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Whose job was it to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish? 
it was it was their, it was their job, right? Who provided the original fruit? God. But everything God created, go back to Genesis, it was created with with the seed in it to produce, to to replenish. So all they had to do eat the fruit, 90% of it. Just don't eat the seed. Because the seed is how you extend the fruit, right? If you just eat all the apple and the seeds, all you got is the apple. If you eat 90% of the apple, sow the seeds, now you got a tree. If you take all those apples, eat all the fruit, 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 10, uh, both minister bread for your food, but multiply the seeds some. So you, you don't get back the same amount of seed, you get more. So now that tree eventually grows to be an orchard. So suppose they were selfish. Man, I ain't never seen this type of fruit before, let's eat it all. And then it didn't do nothing with the seeds. That both you and your seed may live, those that are coming. If they didn't do the right thing with the seeds, we would have nothing. If we don't do the right thing with the seed, they will have nothing. I set it up where, 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 where each person has a responsibility. You see, we talk about paying forward. How, how about paying it forward and just making sure we plant the right things so there's a harvest for, for, for people to come? Right? Why well, don't build a business that somebody else can benefit from? Oh, we were talking about Warwick Dunn. Um, he's played in the NFL for a while, and he built 140, uh, 145 houses for uh, single mothers because his mom had got shot. And then uh, Gregory was telling me that his mom was a police officer and got killed. But so he had to raise a sibling while he was trying to pursue a professional career. And, and I heard it, but he reminded me of it. Just to show you what, what seed does. He, he's paying for single mothers. One of the single mothers that he played for is uh, Deshaun Watson as the quarterback for uh, the Texans, starting quarterback for the Texans. And see, look, it impacted him so much, his first check he gave to one of the workers that worked for the team. You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what you'll see. Like, Warwick Dunn was like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy these houses and eventually one of these people will play in the NFL. No, he wasn't doing that. He was just, just putting that seed out there. But look, 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 it extended it. Because Deshaun Watson is, young, is younger than him. See, see okay, all right, so, all right, just, 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 I just want us to, to stay focused. I don't want to get too, too fast here. So now Abraham... He was blessed. We already know that, right? This is how he extended the blessing. Genesis 14. All right, so, so, so this is the backdrop because I don't have time. So backdrop is his nephew Lot, his, his brother had died, so he was taking care of Lot. Lot was never supposed to hang out with him. God told him to leave his family, but he kept Lot. Then they finally separated. Lot got, he's, you know, he went to Sodom and that got destroyed. Then he got a bunch of kings trying to take him out. They, they take him captive in his family. So Abraham said, well, get some of the fellas, and we're going to go get my nephew. So he goes, he, he, they, that, man, they go wreak havoc, you know. So the king that they wreak havoc on was like, listen, I just, listen, listen, we were stripping. We understand your God is God, and I just want to be a blessing. He was like, no, I'm good. 
He says, I, I, don't want, I don't want it to be said that you made me rich. I'm good. While he's gaining all this stuff and all this wealth and all these blessings, uh, God's anointed priest shows up, Melchizedek. And in his uh, Genesis 14, 18, uh, 17, it says, and the king of Sodom went out to meet after uh, him after his return from the slaughter of uh, Chedorlaomer, and of the kings that were were with him at the valley of Shiva, uh, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, uh, came forth, uh, uh, brought forth uh, bread and wine. They called juice wine back in those days. Okay, just so y'all. Hey, wine's in the Bible. Good. Let me give me some blue nun today. All right. So. Uh, uh, bread and wine and he was the priest of the most high God look look and he blessed who? blessed Abraham right and it says and said blessed be Abraham of the most high God the possess possessor of heaven and earth it says and blessed be the most high God which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand and gave and he gave him tithes of all so 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 he got blessed First, see, this is the thing. You're not t doing tithes and offering to be blessed. God already gonna bless you. You may or may not appreciate it. It said Abraham gave tithes of all. What? Let's say, that was the seed to extend the blessing to where he was going. All right? Okay. Just, just, just work with me. We, we're gonna, you know, give you because you gotta. When you read through the Bible, it's history, harmony, and humility. So it's, I, I have humility when I look through the word. I don't know everything. I want to make sure I understand the history behind what was being read, but I want to make sure it harmonizes. I'm not going to take one scripture and, and create a church based on that one scripture or create a religion. Does it harmonize with the rest of the Bible? So what I just told you, there has to be some other scriptures that triangulate that support that. Otherwise, it's just Pastor Keith saying, y'all need to tithe up in here. Well, you need to tithe up in here anyway. <laughs> right? So I can say that because everybody know each other now. Y'all already know. All right? So, so it's cool. I'm, I'm going to be free, and I'm going to trust that y'all going to allow me to. So he was blessed already, and, but he, had, he tithed to extend the blessing forward. So he wasn't necessarily tithing to be blessed. So now let's go to Malachi 3. Let's go to Malachi. And, and we're talking, and God told me people are getting devoured, and I want to make sure, like, he said, keep my, my people perishing. I mean, they, they need to have the knowledge. I don't need them perishing. Like, they're trying to depend on the world system, and it's eating them alive. It's, it's like, okay, so I, I, I traveled this semi-pro team. I moved to Ohio. I was playing in this, this kind of pro-am type league and nobody knew me from Jersey, so they let me, so they asked me to come to the tryout. I made the team, so I'm traveling with the team. And uh, so we, the day we were supposed to travel, we all had to meet. So, and it was kind of what they call a college tour. You play all the top colleges and some other semi-pro teams. So I walked out of the car, stepped on the grounds, and we, where we was meeting was at a liquor store. So the coach owned the liquor store. Soon as I stepped on the grounds, I felt this pull, get back in the car. But I'm trying to, you know, I, I want to go pro. 
So this is an opportunity for me to get seen more. You know, I'm semi-pro. No, I want to go. I want to play in the NBA. You know, you know, yeah, I want to play against these guys I'm balling against. You know, so uh, I felt the pull, but I hit the override button. You know that override button when God telling you something and you be like, man, was that, was, was that God or was that me? You know, like, because you, you, <laughs> you know, your momentum is already taking you in a certain direction. So you really ain't going to really spend too much time with that. You know, you just override, override. So, so I go, I go on a tour. And uh, so, so, so this is what I told myself. I'm, I'm fresh out the pack, serious Christian. Fresh out the pack, yep. I don't have to explain that, do I? I know that's my phrase, but yeah. You know, fresh out the pack, you know, just, just, just open the wrapper, right? So I'm not, I'm not young as a Christian. So I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to minister to these guys. Now, remember, we just read the scripture in Luke 22. It says, when you're converted, go strengthen your brother. I wasn't always converted. I just decided I wanted to live for God. But I'm I'm going to minister to these guys. I called it my humility tour because it was like Superman around kryptonite. I mean, we used to be in hotel rooms. I, you know, I know I was supposed to pray. I couldn't pray. I opened my Bible and couldn't read it. I'll kid you not. It was like something had a hold on me. I mean, I, I, I literally opened the Bible and it was like, what's wrong with me? And I, I realized later, see, they were stronger in how they were living than I was in how I was living. Right? So, 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 so I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. All right, so let's go to uh, Malachi 3. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so look, look. Uh, let's just start at verse 8. It says, will a man rob God? It says, yet you have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee, God? He says, in tithes and offering. Now, in our natural mind, we'll say, oh, I robbed you because I... Uh, I didn't give you my money. No, God said you robbed me from the opportunity to extend the blessing. I just didn't want you to be blessed in the moment. I want you to be blessed forward. I just gave you the fruit with the seed in it. So enjoy the blessing. Just make sure you extend the seed. Right? All right, so, so hang, hang in there with me. Hang up. This is, this is Bible. All right, so what, what did I say? It says, uh, you robbed me in tithes and offering. Tithes, tenth. Tithe means tenth. Not eighth, not seventh, not fifth, tenth. Right? Uh, so it says, uh, it says, bring all ye, what? Did I say all? Bring all, <laughs> all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me. So test me. So again, now, just like he says, record this. He said, test me. Now, he didn't say later. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out what? A blessing that you may not have room enough to receive. It's, it'll overflow in your life. All right, but let's just keep going. Verse 11, it says, look, and, so this is in addition to, and I rebuke the devourer. So that's, that's a noun, right? It's not an adjective. He didn't say the devourer adjective he's saying now the devourer he's talking about a person right but we know who the devourer is who's seeking who they, who they may devour Satan he says look he says and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and, and he that's how we know he's talking about a person shall not destroy the fruits of your ground your harvest 
He says, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before time in the field, saith the Lord. So what that means is like if you're purposed and you're building something, whether it's relationship, whether it's dreams, whether it's business or whatever, it'll be in a perfect time and perfect season with the perfect resources. This is, I always give you an example. If tulips grow two seasons later. But if you, if, you plan, if, you, if you plan them before the fall or after the fall, they grow in the wrong season, they'll die. If you plant them after the fall, instead of them growing in the spring, they'll grow in the summer, it's too hot, they die. If you plant them too soon, they'll grow in the winter, it's too cold and they die. They have to grow in the climate that's conducive for them to flourish, right? So same thing, you're, you're, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just your dreams crumbling, it's, it's your, your dreams are out of, out of flow, out of timing, because we, again, we can't hear God. We're off by degrees. We're not sober-minded. So we may be planting the, the right thing at the wrong time. Right? Because we're not doing it out of obedience. We're doing it out of feeling. Right? You, you, you feel me so far? And we're not doing it out of covenant. We're doing it out of covetous. Covetous means it's just all about me. Covenant means it's all about the kingdom and God's will for my life. We talked about that master life. Why would God breathe on selfishness? We just said, if your seed is supposed to help people going forward and it's all about you, you're just going to consume everything you get. So how does God benefit from the, your lineage? How does it keep going? There is no legacy. You just ate it all. Right? Okay, so keep, so keep that in mind. Keep, now, now, let's go back to the rebuke, the devour. So we talked about last week, is what we're believing for devour-proof? Is it curse-proof? Because that's what the blessing does. It makes it curse-proof. So whatever I obtain in life, I'm making sure I'm in my relationship. I'm in covenant with God, so it's curse-proof. You see what I'm saying? My family, I'm in covenant with God, curse-proof. Ministry, in covenant with God, is curse-proof. Every resource we bring in, it lasts longer and stronger. I don't know how we're even living like we live in with what we make. But I know one thing, we, we'd, be, we'd be starving if we were under the curse. I know that for a fact. And see, paying it forward, we've been tithing our entire life. And, you know, from time to time, somebody might give us $100 here, you know, $1,000 here. Just walk up to us and give us, I mean, we, we've experienced that in our life. Be at a ministry, somebody, the Lord told me to give you something. I was at Roanoke, I mean, uh, Richmond the other week. Guy came up to me, I just want to be a blessing to your ministry. He just gave me, he just gave me some money. Somebody today walked up to me and just gave me some money. I'm not talking about that. We were tithing, and we see again, we're trying to extend the blessing. We moved to Charlotte. We were abandoned. We haven't served the church for, for 18 years. We were abandoned. I'm, I'm not trying to say nobody's evil. I just got to give you this angle. I know this is on video. You know, it, it's true. Um, so... But we was driving to Charlotte, God said, I'm going to make sure you have everything you're supposed to have. So to start the church, God said, well, you'll start the church 10 months after you left the, the church on 10, 10, 10 at the 10 a.m. service. He had somebody put $10,000 in our bank account. I ain't nobody never gave me $10,000 in my life. That, you think that, that, that came from that day? No, that came from seed sown earlier that was waiting in Charlotte. Then somebody sent $10,000 for us to start the first church. We didn't even have a note. It was paid for. Church was paid for. And it, you, it, it was already paid for. Somebody came to the service and said, well, I paid for, uh, for four weeks of the lease. The lease was already paid for for the whole year. That's just an extra $2,800. That's when the lease was 10 times.
or the, the bills was 10 times less than they are now, right? But, but I mean, I told you all the stories, so I'm not going to get into all the stories, but, but God showed me when stuff started happening, he says, that's because you've been in covenant. So, so when, you, when you're moving towards purpose and you place a demand on me, you're, you're placing a demand on your covenant, not placing a demand on the curse. Under pressure, you're going to pull on what you're saturated in. Not what you feel like you deserve. Right? So if you're saturating the blessing or the cursing, all right? All right, so, so we said, you know, he said he rebuked the devourer. So we must trust our tenth or our seed. Um, who we trust with our tenth decides if the devourer can or cannot curse the fruits of our ground or what we're trying to produce. Right? And so, so, I, so I did it last week, and I said, okay, I said, uh, I said, so this is just, this is just seed, right? So, and actually that was given to me, but that's going into the offering, but that's neutral. That, that ain't doing nothing to nobody. It's neutral. It's not blessed or cursed. What I do with it or what I don't do with it determines if I pull in the blessing. But right now, it's, it's just in there, right? So, so who I trust with this? If I trust myself or if I trust the adversary, lust and all that, basically, I just get to consume it. All I have is that. But if I trust God, I, look, look, I put myself in position what? To receive a harvest. Like, like, if you just got, you know, the scripture says the guy had a, a storehouse of stuff. He just got stuff and he built a, a, a few stores. He said, man, I got a lot of stuff. Man, I got a store. I want to keep it. And it says a big storm came and wiped out the storehouse. He ain't had nothing. You know why? Because there was nothing in the ground. Had all that seed piled up in the storehouse. You know what that is? A bunch of seed piled up in the storehouse. We, we can have stuff like, so, 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 you know. Their legs yesterday. Sorry about that. So, so God, God gave me resources. Man, I can just keep it in my pocket and just spend it today. And guess what? I, whatever I got out of this is all I ever have. But this is, this, this, this is going into the ground because I'm trying to extend it forward. So, so whether I'm blessed or not at whatever level I'm not, I'm trying to extend it forward. You understand what I'm saying? All right, okay, all right, so. So, okay, so who you, cho we choose the blessing or the cursing by who we trust with our seed or our tenth, right? Poured blessings come from God. The devourer comes from who? The devil. So basically, Malachi 3.10 is an exchange. It's just an exchange. It's, it's, it's a, uh, uh, let's, 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 let's go to Luke Luke 16. Because I want you to study, try, triangulate the scriptures out. Don't take my word for it. And guess what? No matter what you hear at this church, it doesn't take away your choice. You could choose life or death, blessing and cursing. You could do whatever you want. See, anybody, see, the good thing is I could talk about this after anybody's been in this church from the beginning, which, which yeah, Cynthia, interview Cynthia. 
We haven't been this in depth on what we're talking about today. We might have glanced over it and stuff like that. But, but, but I'm sure she'll tell you too. No matter how people act and what they do, we're going to love you the same. So, you're, so how much we love you is not predicated on what you decide to do. I know you might think that's letting you off the hook. But the thing is, we're vessels. We ain't your daddy. God is the father. So, so what you choose to do determines your relationship with God. I, listen, I'm the messenger. I'm the signs on the road on the freeway. I just confirm you're going in the right direction. Yeah, 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 T Terrence, you're only like 30 decisions out. <laughs> yeah, but you want you, you right on it, right? That's all I'm doing. But you already know where you're going. You already know what God told you. If I confirm it without you telling me, Man, that was God, man. I knew that was God. It was right there. Oh, man, I knew that was God. That's all. Just confirming things so you know God's real. So what you decide to do, that's between you and God. And then you go, that's between me and God. Why do we do that and, be, and we're disobedient? I wouldn't even want to make that statement. I ain't doing what God tells me. It's, don't judge me. It's between me and God. Yeah, you might want it to be between me and you because I can do a whole lot less damage. You said that like, that's between me and God. I was like, okay. <laughs> At least I'm human. <laughs> you know, I might care about what you think. <laughs> God's going to roll like God roll independent of what you're doing. So anyway, <laughs> all right. So we said, it, oh, I told you Luke 16, right? It says, uh, verse 10. It says, he that, in faith, that is faithful, full of faith, and that which is least is faithful also in much. So if you're faithful with the seed, then God knows you're going to be faithful with the harvest. Right? Right? So he's measuring your faithfulness. No, when I get all this money, I'm really going to give. You ain't giving now. You ain't got no money. Now you have more to lose. Yeah, I got some friends. Like, man, you, do, uh, this person was talking to me. He said, man, you know what my tithe is? Do you, do you know? I mean, my tithe. Listen. I said, well, no problem. I said, you know, I can pray that God reduce all the income you get so you don't have to kick out as much. <laughs> Is that cool? I mean, I'd look out for you. you know, if you I mean, if, it, if it's just, you know, a little bit too much. Because you're saying all I got to give, but that's a tenth of a whole lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, are you forgetting the 90% you got? Anyway, all right. So, so just keep that in mind. Um, what did I say? Faithful in the least, be faithful also much. Verse 11, it says, if therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, and, and you can study it out, it's talking about in the unrighteous money, who will commit to you your trust, the true riches? So a lot of times we have stuff, right? So God has afforded us stuff. That ain't true riches. It's more, it's a lot. It's more than other people. It's more than you ever had before. But, but God's saying, I've just given you uh Something for you and enjoy. I've given you richly all things to enjoy. First Timothy six seventeen. I've given you. Uh, I give seed to the sower, both to to uh, for bread for your food and multiply your seed sown. Second Corinthians nine verse ten. He says so. So, so I'm just. But I know how you're gonna be when I flood you uh, with the contract based on how you are with the least. Man, you think what you have is all I got for you? He said, no, I have true riches. 
145 houses be nothing for you. Look, I have true health. I have whole relationships where people appreciate you, not hustle you. Right? I got a family for you, real one. <laughs> you know, not simulated fake one, right? So it's just, I, I'm setting some things up for you, all right? So, uh, uh, who was I at? 11? I says, and, um, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, like, who shall give you your own? So what he's saying is, the seed is, is to extend some things, so it's for somebody else to benefit from down the road. Either from your business, either from your relationship, either from uh, basically what you set up, right? You got that so far? All right, so, so, so again, it's, we said it's an exchange. So it's taking the unrighteous mammon or unrighteous money and it's converting it to true riches. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a convert. If you hold on or consume it, all you have is what you consumed unrighteous. But if you put it in the presence of God, he breathes on it, his blessing and he converts it into true riches, right? All right, so you basically convert and lost again. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. Uh, so your wealth, your health, your life depend on a strong foundation of a covenant with God. And our, our tithe is how we stay in covenant with God, and, you know, tithe and offering. Not covetous with self. So, so, so again, he's trying to say, he said, make sure you exchange it. So you take, so we, so we're, we're converting these un uncertain riches into true riches. We're basically pulling on spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Ephesians 1, 3, have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He told us in Matthew 6, 10, ever since we was a kid, pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. I have spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I want to open up the window and pour out these blessings you won't have room enough to receive, but I can't do it if you don't get in a covenant with me with just the seed. Not, the, not, 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 not all of it that you're supposed to enjoy, just the seed. He said, that's all, right? So once, even when they built God's temple, they had to dedicate it to God and he breathed on it. Um, and so, so, so God wants to, um, he wants to breathe his blessing on every aspect of our life. And so, so some of us like live without the blessing just because we don't want to make an exchange. Well, well I'll take that back. We are making an exchange. Uh, we're just not making the, the, the exchange that facilitates the blessing. Because the amazing thing that the seed is being exchanged with the exception of hoarders. You know, you do have hoarders. But I'm saying, but seeds being exchanged all the time for smoke, for drink, for parties, for vehicles, for different stuff. We're exchanging. See, like, you know, people come to church, they be like, man, I ain't giving them people my money, but you just gave your money to the bar at 400% interest. Like, you, know, you, you know what you pay for a drink. Like, you, you, you could have bought, like, three bottles of that stuff. <laughs> you know, at the, I'm not telling you to go out and buy three bottles of stuff. I'm just saying, like, you know, so we're, we're making exchange. We, we got to go to every sale. Like, you ain't got enough stuff. But it was a sale. Couldn't pass up a sale. So, so we're, we're exchanging it for what facilitates the cursing. If we're going to make an exchange, why not get the blessing out of the deal? You, you, oh, so it's just sitting in the house. So why are you going for check to check then? So you're using it 
It's not like everything that I didn't give to God, I got stored up somewhere. No, it's not stored up. You used it. <laughs> you made an exchange with it. You just didn't do what it took to facilitate the blessing. Just work with me. And again, I know some people are newer. Interview the people that's been here for years. We, we don't even talk about this stuff. Um, because people are so skittish about. But it's in the Bible. How can you not talk about it? People are missing out. Cheating themselves. I, I mean, and, and, and I told you after last week, it's on you. It's not on me. So even uh, uh, Mark 5. Let's go to Mark 5. So uh, Mark five twenty four. This is so interesting. Remember, I said we're, we're making an exchange with it. So Mark twenty four uh, five twenty four. And Jesus went uh, with him, and Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, how long? Twelve years. So she basically was on her for twelve years. We ain't got to get. Yeah, explain to the kids. Explain to the kids, y'all. Explain to the kids. All right, so it says, uh, and he has suffered, oh, oh, I'm saying so, so for 12 years, and has suffered many things of what? Many physicians. Look, and has spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. So she spent all that she had. She made an exchange. And get, guess what she got? More of the curse. Ain't that, ain't that what the Bible said? Yeah, didn't y'all read the same thing I read? It says, but when she heard that Jesus came <laughs> and pressed upon her, said, if I can touch him, I shall be made whole. And, and you know the story. She eventually was made, not only healed, but was made, not only healed, not only healed, but was made whole, right? Right? So that, that's the rest of the story. Again, you, uh, uh, 20 or 30, you can look at it for yourself. But that's amazing how we make exchanges all the time. But are we exchanging for the blessing of the curse? And you know a lot of, uh, and they be telling you. Because they, see, see, they know you, you're not sober-minded. So no, you ain't paying attention. They say, well, they don't pay attention to church. I know they ain't going to pay attention to this, this commercial. They're just going to hear the relief. They're not going to hear the symptoms. Boy, I slept good tonight. But, but where that twitch come from? <laughs> Why am I bleeding so much? shortness of breath for some reason but I slept good <laughs> right so you make an exchanges all the time it's just are you making it for the blessing or the curse now go to go to Proverbs 26 I, I, I'm gonna give you this scripture I'm gonna give you this scripture you, you're going to Proverbs 26 but I'm gonna give you Joshua 6 18 through Joshua 7 15 Joshua 6, 18 through Joshua 7, 15. I'm just going to tell you the story. I'm going to let you go read it for yourself so you don't take my word for it because we live a lot of this stuff, but we don't, we don't even realize it. So when, that's the story of God telling Joshua and them, look, y'all know the story of going into the promised land. Some of us are going into the promised life, right? So he says, when you go into this life, it ain't just that simple. People are going to be there trying to attack you. People there are going to be trying to attach cursing to you. Like, you know, everything be going good and you, you just sitting there. <laughs> no, 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 no. You still got to be alert and sober and vigilant because the adversary is still trying to devour you just because everything's going blessed. Don't mean he ain't going to attack. He's, he's just going to be more subtle. So they go into the, they go in and God gave them instructions just like he gives us advanced information. He says, don't take a the accursed thing. 
So just be, don't take a stuff that they that's the, that they're attached to. Now, now it it was it was money, jewels, and riches, and stuff like that, and cattle and stuff like that. It was it was stuff that people could benefit from, but it wasn't converted. It was it wasn't blessed. So he says, don't take it a curse thing. So Achan decides they go they go take out everybody, and they got all this gold and stuff like that. So he took some gold, hit it, dug it, hit it up, took the best sheep and all this stuff, and and they start losing battles. They was undefeated. Joshua's like, God, we could have stayed on the other side of the Jordan. They had opened the Jordan, came through a river, a miracle. He said, man, we could, why go through all that? Just to kill us. Joshua was transparent with God. Man, we could have just stayed. He said, whoa, 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 don't be coming at me crazy. If you guys are obedient to what I tell you to do, you wouldn't be dealing with this. He says, but Lord, I'm doing everything you tell me to do. He said, everybody ain't. What is, what is it, a little, a little... 11, 11 of the whole, old, the whole lump, yeah, something like that, uh, right? Or, or there's a weak, the weakest link, right? So, so Joshua said, what? So he goes in and, and they, 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 you know, they cast lots, what they did back then and said, and it turned out Aiken and them had took some extra gold and some good sheep. So I was trying to help God out. He said, man, what did God tell you, man? You causing us to lose these battles because you brought a curse on us. Like you, you hustling. You, you, that's from hustle. That's not from holy. Right? All right, so he brought the curse thing on. So I just want you to give that story because that ties into what we're talking about. Proverbs 26. Verse 2. It says, uh, uh, as the bird by wandering and the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. It says, so if the curse come, there's a cause. Just because you feel like you don't deserve it or this, that, and the other, there may be um, a blind spot, something that hasn't been considered. It don't make you evil. It just make you not sober and vigilant. See, see, that pride ain't got nothing to do with cursing a blessing. Obedience and disobedience does. Soberness and vigilance does. But we, see, what we want to do is be in denial because, well, you know, I... I I looked out for Chris. I went to his game, Lord. I still got to be sober and vigilant. Like, I'm trying to get brownie prints because I took extra time. I didn't even have the time, Chris. And Chris walked up the stairs, and Lord, I even went to him and put my hands on him to pray for his ribs. So surely the curse won't attach itself to me. I don't get a pass on being obedient because I've been benevolent. But that's what we tell ourselves. We decide what we deserve and what we don't. What's wrong with just being obedient? Is it that bad? Look at what you get for it. What's wrong with yielding? Hey, look, look, Terrence, tell me to do something. What's wrong with me just following what you tell me to do, man? You blessed. Why can't I just, just roll with you? Why do I got to go, man, Terrence, you ain't tell me what to do. I'm my own man. Okay, fine. You're your own man. Is, are you your own man being obedient? Because that's what Terrence is trying to get you to do. So what, what, what's, what, what happens on the inside of you that tells, see, that's that pride. That's, pride attracts the curse. Humility attracts the blessing. 
Okay. All right. Okay, Pastor. Uh, Matthew 25. So the thing is, like, God has all these principles, but we we try to get around them based on how we feel. And not because we're evil people. It's just, you know, you defend uh, what you've been exposed to. You know, so that if you're exposed to a certain way of doing things for years, like, okay, I'm exposed to Newark, New Jersey, and in my, in the, in my culture, man, all these holidays and stuff, man, I'm not doing none of that stuff. The world is not going to dictate. First of all, I ain't had no money, but I wasn't going to buy nothing for nobody for Christmas anyway, but that's not what I was going to tell you back then. I'd be like, no, you know, I don't do, I don't do Christmas, you know. How the world going to dictate? See, that's a man's religion. Otherwise, interpret it is, I ain't got no money participating in Christmas, so... If I just, just break, yeah, I know, I know people, the families didn't have Christmas. The dad was like, no, no, we don't practice the pagan religion of Christmas. Well, first of all, I mean, whether it was Christ's day or not, some opportunities is to be, to, to love people and give people. What's wrong with that? Is that a bad thing? But you ain't got nothing. See, see, you know, I, so that's how I roll. That, that girl, Mother's Day, I flicked her a card on the first Mother's Day. Y'all know that was a, a big argument. Yeah. <laughs> Went to play ball with my son the whole day. Like, I, I, I went in the room. You know how you throw a Frisbee. I was like, happy Mother's Day. Went to play ball. We played all day on her day. Now I know this now, but back then I didn't. We came in the house. She was upstairs. We walked, asked my son. I was like, something happened in here? So I talk about spirits. She opened herself up to the curse. It was crazy up in there. I was like... Son, son, is, is, is it me? He said, nah, dad. Seems like something happened in here. <laughs> She's hot. But that's how we do, right? And now, look, for years, she couldn't even get, because, you know, I, I can talk. So she's, uh, babe, I think, listen, holidays are not important. Do you compute? You don't need, a, I give you stuff all year round, girl. How the calendar they're gonna dictate when I buy your gifts? I buy your gifts all year, so you're gonna be offended? Because I think that was my first intro when she was mad. <laughs> you're gonna be offended because one day the calendar said I'm supposed to give you something? You tripping, Gare. <laughs> right? She's a little, little, little Newark. I haven't grown since then, you know. If it's important to her, it's important to me. I, I care less if it's on the calendar, if somebody put it on the calendar, I don't care. All right, so, so, so but, but, but it's important to her, it's important to me. I mean, I uh, love her, I want her to be happy, and she's telling me what it takes for her to be happy. Not rocket science. Same thing, God is telling you stuff. What he, what he wants, what pleases him, what makes him happy. That I can just keep pouring my blessing out on, on you every room not to receive. Now God, this is probably what you really want. No, I told you what I wanted. <laughs> No, 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 I'm omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty smart guy. No, that's what I want. Just need you to be obedient. Fulfill my purpose in you being on this earth. That's all. And you can keep doing all those other things and not enjoy yourself and let the curse keep tripping and falling you, beating you down till it take you out. But do it my way. We can keep going. You're unstoppable when the blessing's on your life. You hear that? Unstoppable with the blessings on your life. Sky's the limit, man. I, I, don't, I don't know if the sky's high enough. With the blessing on your life. 
And see, some of y'all know because you've lived life without the blessings. So you understand what I'm talking about. I mean, as surviving, man, please, ain't nobody trying to survive. Not living in the kingdom. So, so, so again, this whole opportunity to offer, which we take for granted, we're casual with, it's, it's an opportunity for, to give God our heart. Matthew 6, 21, it says, where your treasure is, your heart's there. We already know that, right? That ain't rocket science. We understand that. Where your treasure is, your heart's there. So God says, you're trusting me with your treasure. Guess what? I'm going to trust you with the blessing. It's, it's, it's not complicated, right? All right, so let's, uh, we, I know we got to go, so we can't be here all day. Um, I'll give you that piece next week. Uh, I, you know, just try to put yourself in a position. Ask God. He says he gives seeds to the sower. So ask God, right? Lord, this is my desire. All right, I, this, this will be the last scripture because I, I don't like to. I said I wasn't going to just quote stuff. I would show you stuff. I've just been quoting stuff, being disobedient. 2 Corinthians 9, and we're going to end there. And, and, and you know what? So sometimes Minister Sammy, Minister Sammy was like, man, you should have been teaching us the whole time. You know, but it's like it's never the right time because you always have new people coming. You know what I'm saying? So they weren't here for the last seven years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, see, that's why, because I know I wasn't going to church because I didn't even know money was in the Bible, the word. Like, I didn't even know. The first time I heard somebody read a scripture, I was like, money's in the Bible? You know, because I'm from a culture that don't go to church because people try to take your money. I ain't really had no money, but, you know, I, like, like, like there was some type of conspiracy, Terrence. You know, I'm working at Burger King, and it's a conspiracy for people to get, you know, my couple hundred dollars. To do what with? You see what I'm saying? Like, we, 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 our minds, man. We got to work on them. So let's do here uh, verse 6, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. It says, but, I, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. It says, uh, every man according as it purpose in his heart. See, it's, it's an opportunity for you to sow your heart. So let him give, not grudgingly. Or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So you should never give out of enticement. You know, you go to churches and they go, hey, hey, uh, Tori, do me a favor. We about to do offering. Make sure you stand at the door. We ain't closing the door until we collect what we need to collect today. Don't even get up. Don't it, when, if somebody passed a bucket, just let it go by you. Because that's enticing you. That's pressure. Like, you shouldn't do that. It should be as it purposes in your heart. And the thing is, it, you got to... Be sober so you can hear your heart. Sometimes you're in your head and you already got your mind made up to hoard or you got your mind made up to in fear. But just listen to your heart and be obedient to what God tells you to do. Right? It says, uh, every man, according to verse 8, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency, everything you need, in all things. May abound to every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. That's God. He has given to the poor. 
his righteousness remaineth forever. You, 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 you're, paying, you, you're extending that blessing. Right, look, now he that ministereth, ministereth seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food, that's most of it is for you to eat, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. That's what the scripture says. So most, is God is giving you richly all things to join. It's mostly for you anyway. But he's saying just extend it. Don't, don't, don't stop it at your point of consuming all. That's all he's saying, right? And so we got to learn this because we, I, we don't need to be getting devout. We need the favor. We need favor for uh, proposals. We need favor for jobs. We need favor for connections. We need favor for healing. We need that blessing on our lives everywhere we go. You know, we need to be wearing the blessing. And, and so st you start to track stuff. Stuff that people just start coming to you. Stuff just start opening up. You thinking about something and somebody just comes to you. Man, you ever thought about doing such and such? But see, sometimes when you're not so minded, you miss it. Now, yeah, I played college basketball, but really my desire was to play football. And I just missed the first uh, the camp in the summertime because I was with foster parents and I ain't know you're supposed to go in the summertime. I showed up at school. Trying to play football, they, are, they got the first game that week. So, so, I, so I missed football, but you know what? And I, I, yeah, I never thought about it until later in my life. I was playing college basketball. I was working out. Got to the point where I was lifting weights. I'm strong and fast. So the football coach came by. He says, man, uh, he says, uh, you want to play for the football team? Nah, man, I'm a basketball player. Out there shooting my drills. He came to me. He came to me offering me. He wasn't asking for me to try out. <laughs> he was like, yo, you want to play football? Duh. <laughs> Something I, I love football. I love football now, you know. So, so, so again, you attract stuff that you don't even realize. God is trying to, we working too hard, put it this way. And labor is a result of the curse. Favor is the result of the blessing. Remember after the sin, uh, what was it? Adam had to labor to just get any type of production. It's, it's, and and the, the woman had to labor to produce children. Satan had to labor to walk. That's a result of the curse, not the blessing. The blessing is favor. Like you're not working as hard. Favor's out ahead of you. Uh, remember, uh, uh, I know some of them are older, but they had a new version. Get smart. So we was younger. I'm, I'm gonna do the old version because I don't know. I don't remember the, the new. I saw the new movie, but I uh, know the song. Dun, 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 and he would be like, dun, 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 and and he would be walking, and the doors would open before he would get there. Dun, 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 dun. So every time you walk, the doors open. You know, you know what that is? That's favor. It's, it's motion activated blessing. You know, like you go to, right now, we go to the, the, the grocery store, you walk through the door, the door, door opens. That's what God wants for your life. Before you get there, it opened up. You already got the scholarships. In the blessing, in the cursing, you're working hard, battling through stuff, second guessing. Now I got somebody, oh, I can't put this on there. Well, I got somebody working hard to get something that if they was under the blessing, because of, they would already have it. I just put it that way. 
Just got another call. Yeah. I just, worst case scenarios, paranoid. I wonder what's going to happen. This and the other. Could you, could you call this person? Could you call this person? Could you call? Well, you ain't got to do all that. Because you're wearing a blessing. All right? Stand on your feet. That's enough for today. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Blessing!